Amen. Amen. Come on. Can we just put our hands together this, this morning? Come on. Amen. 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 Hey, listen, I'm a little bit excited. I, I'm not going to lie. This, charge, this song charges me right up. I get excited about the gospel. Um, and so I'm going to try to like compose myself a little bit because we have something exciting to do. We have two baptisms this morning. Come on. Yeah, you can put your hands together for that. So I want to invite uh, those who are going to be baptized up to the front here. And um, if you don't mind what the music plays in the background, you guys can be seated. Come on up. Don't be shy. I think uh, the GA. Oh, there she is. I, I didn't see you blending in there. What's up, girl? So, um, yeah, come over here, GA. We'll have you share next. Just introduce yourself, share your story, and, and, and we'll baptize you. Yeah. Sounds good, can't wait. Um, so my name is Katie. I am fairly new to Boston. I've been here about two and a half months. Um, and I just want to thank everyone that has um, been here and just made Boston and Hilltop seem like home and family so quickly. Um, so even though I am new to Boston, I'm not new to the Lord, and to have grown up knowing of God. Uh, my childhood, I knew that God created me and that he was there, um, but that was the extent of it. It wasn't until I was in about high school that I learned of the character of God, that I was designed to be in relationship with him, that he just adored me and wanted to walk by me um, every day. And so I spent my early adulthood pursuing that. Um, it was a slow, it was a slow walk, almost a crawl. There was a lot of um, holding on to myself in that journey. I was walking towards the Lord, but it was not running. Um, there was sin in my life that I was just complacent with. It was, it felt so minuscule, so small that I didn't feel um, it was a hindrance. There were so many things that felt too big that I wasn't ready to trust the Lord with. Um, and as far as baptism, I had been baptized as a baby and I had seen that as, no, I'm good, I've got this, this is me. It was a lot about me. Um, but God did amazing things to bring me here to Boston and he has done even more amazing things since I've been here. He has just pursued me. He has just ravished my soul. He has shown me just healing in places I didn't know I need healing and in places I thought were too big for him to heal. He has just spoken into my life and constantly pursued me and everything um, that he has done has brought me to this point. Um, I'm just at a point where I cannot imagine living a life that is apart from him. I cannot imagine laying all of the things I was so desperate to hold on to down and just pursuing the Lord our God because he is good and he cares for me. And I'm just so excited to get to celebrate with my new family um, that life God has for me. So let's do this.
going to be a lot of up and down, but hey, this is something to get excited about, GA. Share with us your story, hon. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm just going to read something that I wrote down because I'm horrible at speaking. <laughs> So Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 says, And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. As a missionary kid, I grew up hearing both my parents read it, speak about it, and meditate on it over and over again. I was confused because I didn't think it was possible to love him that way. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to love him in the first place. The more I walked with the Father over the years, the more I got to know, him, know how much he cherished our relationship. He never forced or hurried the process, but enjoyed being with me in every season of my life. He was patient and faithful. I finally realized that loving him in return didn't mean loving him perfectly. His love for me had already made it perfect. And all I had to do was hold his hand. I believe that this will be the foundation of my life and I will fall and make mistakes but my journey with him will continue to grow. I'm excited to share this moment with everyone as I enter into a deeper relationship with the Father. <laughs> Thank you.
church, let's sing this out. Oh, and I know I see your goodness in my heart. Come on, every voice, every voice lifted. promise you faithful more than able. God, one more time, one more time, come on. And I the faithfulness. Can you put your hands together? Come on. Let's celebrate in the name of Jesus. Celebrate. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Well, amen, amen. Hey, we know worship went a little long today, but we're just getting you all ready for heaven because we're going to be worshiping a lot there from what I've read. Um, but real quick, we have some announcements that we'd like to share with you, and then the worship team's going to get back up, and, and guess what? We're going to worship some more. Amen? Amen. a español puede visitar la mesa que se encuentra a la derecha del escenario. Caso quiera utilizar nuestro servicio de traducción y precise de un fone de oído, direcione-se hasta la mesa que se encuentra a derecha del palco. The heartbeat of our church is the house of prayer. Come to our public prayer set every Wednesday night for a time of passionate worship, prayer and intercession. We have community groups throughout the week, both in person and online. We've got Alpha courses, inductive Bible study, book studies, and more. Want to get better integrated into our church family? We'd love to get to know you and answer any questions you may have. Email us to find out the next day. We're having a retreat this fall, October 21st to 23rd. The deadline to sign up is now passed, but Camp Berea has let us know that they may have a few more spots available. So, if you're interested in coming, please get in touch with us right away. Join us after church August 15th and 22nd to go to the next level in your ability to study the Bible. This is a workshop-based series with a ton of amazing group activities that will quickly get you used to new ways of reading Scripture. Our youth group is raising funds to go to a fall conference. If you're with us in person, go to their bake sale after service and pay what you can to help them raise money. If you're online, you can still give by using the events code through our giving system. Looking to volunteer? We'd love to have you join in. We need video camera operators, sound engineers, musicians, and translators for Spanish and Portuguese. Go to HilltopBoston.com to volunteer. If you're with us in person, kids ages 1 to 12 are dismissed to Kids Church now. Bring them downstairs to the bathroom before you go to the second floor to check them in. I know we're partying here, but I bet in heaven it's like double the party, right? It's so awesome when the life is surrendered to the Lord and the announcement in front of everybody in, in, on the videos too. They're going to be on YouTube, guys. Everybody sees the promise you made today, man. <laughs> well, my name is Karen, and I want to personally welcome all of our friends and our visitors who are here today. Welcome, and thank you for visiting us. Appreciate that. 
We love you guys. And I would like to welcome you after service. If you have any questions, if you want to join our team, if you want to be part of our team, to come over to our info center here to my left, maybe to your right. And uh, you can sign up for our emails. That way you will know what is going on, more information about Level Up, more information about um, you know, future baptisms and everything of, of that sort. So um, you will sign up for our emails, and we have a really cool gift to give to you. So please come see us. I will be there myself. That way you have a familiar face. Hi. I'll be over there to meet you guys. And second, we'll have Level Up. Now we just talked about it. Uh, we'll have Level Up coming up in August. Now this one is called... Um, how to read the Bible. Oh, come on, Rylan. How to read the Bible. And we have John Cho and Joe Maturk. Come on. Woo! We're going to have two parts. So save those dates. That is August 15th and the 22nd of 2.15 to 4.30 at 4.59 Putnam Ave. That's the same place where we have been having the other ones and where we have our prayers on Wednesdays um, as well. So make sure you check that out. Um, register for it if you like. Save those dates. You don't want to miss Joe or John. Great, great people. And number three, now this, this here is close to the heart. Number three, we have a backpack drive, right? Is it coming up? Boom. Backpack drive. So this is our way. We've just been talking about how to um, love our neighbors, right? This is us putting our words into action, right? So here we are. We're going to. We're trying to raise money to bless our local Cambridge community and big long-lasting relationships. So what we are asking is if you can donate sixty dollars. Now I know, you know we have students in here, so. Save a couple, you know, um, Starbucks, save a couple, you know, date nights and get that money together and put it towards, you know, loving our neighbor, right? So that is, we have a very quick uh, turnaround time. This, the money that we're trying to raise, it's due by August 15th. That's only in 15 days because today is August the 1st. So it's only 15 days, guys. So as soon as you can, please um, give that uh, so we can put it together. And we are going to be doing backpacks for our family and fr um, for our community friends. And if you give, um, you can text just like we do. Um, just, do we have that up here? Oh, perfect. You can scan it so you can do it. And if you're giving us an offering, uh, if you text message, you just put special offering and $60. If you can do it more, if you can do $200, $300, God bless you. Amen. <laughs> so just do that. Put whatever it's in your heart. It doesn't have to be, you know, just $60. But we appreciate what you guys can do because we really want to bless our community. Amen. So I'll pass it over to Daryl. Thank you, Karen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to church. Welcome to church. My name is Daryl Temple for all those who are visiting us. Um, that good-looking girl, um, she's taking fellas, so relax, uh, but that was taking the offering. That's my wife, Bethany. Yeah, I married up, as you can tell. Look at me. I'm, she's working with a lot more than I have. Um, but anyways, uh, we get to pastor this church together, and so welcome to all who may not know us. Um, I'm going to be brief, and Will is going to play some uh, pretty little music in the background. You know, we've obviously worshiped a lot. We've baptized some people. Hey, just so you know, Regarding baptisms, is we're going to be doing this a lot more frequent. We had about five or six people that couldn't be baptized today just because they're out of the city. So we're going to start to just kind of put this into our regular routine on Sundays and really start to uh, make it more of a focus, uh, especially as um, we become a more missional church, which kind of seems weird to say because, you know, we, we should be a missional people. Like, um, but we are rediscovering some very important things 
that, that Jesus has called us, the church, to. And um, we're kind of feeling uh, the leading of this direction to be more missional, to be more vocal, to be more loud and predominant with our faith. And so by God's grace, we're actually hoping uh, to baptize a lot of people. So get ready, church. We're going to need your help. I mean, this was a lot of work to set up, but um, by God's grace and his faithfulness, we will see many come into the kingdom of God uh, in these next couple of weeks and months ahead. Amen. With that being said, I just have a quick little exhortation that I want to leave with you today. And then we're thinking about getting a little bit more into uh, some uh, worship and praise new to you that I'm sorry. I know that usually we have a, a format that we kind of do here at church, but you know, how many know that, you know, formats are good. They're godly rid of from time to time, right? I mean, come on. Uh, and so there's a great risk whenever we do this because we, we, we kind of like, you know, we have this like little schedule. And, you know, and the interesting thing is we're always like, Lord, here's the schedule. We'll keep to it. But if the spirit interrupts, if the spirit takes over, then we'll, then we'll follow the spirit. But, you know, the spirit never does. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to take initiative and say, oh, no, Holy Spirit, we are, gonna, we are just going to totally give these moments, these minutes over to you as weird and as kind of risky as that is. And we're to truly just let you take, take the reins here and lead us. And so this is where we're going. Uh, I got about a 10 to 15 minute exhortation and then we're going to go into some more music and just get happy as a church. Just praise God together as a family. Is that okay? I mean, we're going to be doing a lot of that in heaven. You know, I don't know why we only do that 30 to 40 minutes on a Sunday, right? Once a week. But I mean, this is going to be like our sole occupation when we get into glory, right? I mean, we're going to be worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And and somehow, some way, that's never going to become boring. That's never going to become old. So we might as well get used to it. You know, and how many, you know, I often pray this. I don't want rocks and trees to like take my place in the cycle of praise, so to speak, right? Because Jesus was clear that if his children don't cry out to him, that these rocks, these trees, these streets would cry out to him his praise. And I don't, I don't want that. I want to sing God's praise as long as there's breath in my lungs and I got somewhat of a good voice. And even if you don't have a good voice, how many know it doesn't really matter? It doesn't really matter. And so you're in a good place if you can't sing well. Because with the level of this sound, it just gets drowned out anyways. (laughs) I love it, though. I love it. I love me a loud church. Anyways, I was uh, last week, actually this week, excuse me, and last week, um, in Acts chapter 3 and 4. And I'm sure there's many here that are familiar with these two chapters. And uh, for you, it's just going to be kind of like going around another story or another time hearing the story. But... Um, I think that there was something very important towards the end of chapter four that I kind of want to highlight this morning that I think is applicable for us as a church. You know, my son is 12 years old. I talk a lot about him up here. He's not here right now. His social life is kind of getting out of control. Pray for us. Um, but things are changing. It's amazing. Uh, but uh, we're, at, we're at a stage right now as parents that we are like totally like sensitive and kind of aware of some of the influences in, in his life. And, um, you know, we're, we're also trying not to be like heavy handed. Like we're trying to trust God because there's some of his friends were like, Oh no, no, no. What? 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 what, what who is this guy? You know, what, what did he just say? You know, I don't want to get too much into the details cause it would take our 10 to 15 minutes. Um, 
But, but we're aware and we're, we're watchful and we're, we're trying to monitor in a healthy, godly way some of the influences that he has. And, you know, some of his friends are great influences and others, well, not so much. Um, it, it's funny how humans aren't, isn't it? I mean, uh, through means of like social media, Hollywood music, books, authors, you know, the whole thing, it's like, these are some major influences in our lives, and some can be good, and, 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 and some can be not so much. Uh, there was a study done out of the University of Pennsylvania on the power of influence, and how our behavior is shaped primarily by others. And, and this study actually concluded that that was good, you know, that we um, often struggle um, in, in being distinct, as, as humans that we sometimes, you know, either through a post or maybe something that somebody was wearing, a friend of ours was wearing, we're like, oh, I like that shirt. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was down in Florida with a number of pastors and my good friend, Brian Kim had these cool pants on. I don't even really, doesn't, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how or why, like I got inspired to buy some myself, but I looked at them, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Or, or how about when you're on, you know, social media and it's voting time and, and everybody has their like virtual singling, you know, posts where it's like, I voted, did you? You know, you ever see those? And you're like, oh my God, I got to vote. I haven't voted yet. Let's go. But we are influenced, aren't we? And you know, uh, this is good in, in some ways. Um, in other ways, it may be dangerous in regards of who or what we're being influenced by, right? And, and, and who can... Uh, you know, turn a blind eye to the influence that Jesus has, right? And, and here, uh, upon Peter and John, anyways, several uh, 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 several days um, after Jesus was crucified, on the apostles still remained. Uh, and here's just a, a, a great story of that influence and the impact that Jesus had on his friends' lives. Uh, Peter and John's prayer. And uh, they stumble across this lame man who... Uh, can't walk and hasn't walked in, uh, since birth. And, uh, you know, they catch, uh, you know, this lame man begging for alms. And uh, shortly enough, this paraplegic asks Peter and John for money and, and uh, gold and silver. I have none, but what I have, I'll give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And right then and there, he says, now rise and walk. I mean, that is beautiful. And, and, and as we read on into the story, we see that the man gets up right then and there in that moment and walks. And as they go into the temple to pray, because this man was always at the temple gates begging for money, everybody started to notice, hey, ain't that that guy? You know, isn't that that cripple who begs for money? He's now walking with, with those two dudes. And not only is walking, but he's praising God. And he's obviously very excited. And the people are witnessing this and they're astonished. They're taken by the moment. And uh, I love Peter, you know, because this is like after Acts, he just becomes very bold, you know. Like, like prior to Acts, he's like the weak disciple denying that he ever followed Jesus to a little girl, right? But here he's now the bold Christ filled with the Spirit. And what, he does, what, does, what does he do? He starts to preach, preach to this astonished people. And in, in there, he says, hey, hey, listen, by the way, uh, the Jesus whom you crucified, I love that, right? He, he healed this man, and he begins to preach to them the gospel. 
And as we read on, I think, into chapter 3, we discover that 5,000 people give their hearts to Jesus. 5,000. We're not talking about 5, 5,000. So a lame man walks, 5,000 people give their heart to Jesus. Now, you would think that that would be impressive, and most assuredly it was, but as always was the case. The religious of that day were greatly annoyed, and they decided to imprison the two apostles And it would be better just to deal with them in the morning. So, hey, just throw them in prison, and we'll get to them in the morning. And sure enough, the morning comes, and they're brought before the leaders, and the leaders begin to prosecute. And again, Peter starts preaching the gospel, and he talks about the Jesus whom they crucified. And he just starts getting into it with them, and something happens in regards to those leaders' eyes. They are, um, in that moment, their eyes are open and and they see something that was uh, similar in the person that they just crucified, Jesus. And and, and there was, in their mind, they they were unable at that moment as Peter was preaching to make a distinction between Peter and Jesus. And, And the conclusion that they came to was these men must have been with Jesus. They must have been with Jesus. I got to thinking about this text and I really felt convicted in that. I I felt the Holy Spirit. Daryl asked me this question. Daryl, what do people see when they look at your life? Oh my goodness. Like, that's a good question. You know, and again, you, you, you go on to prayers, you feel kind of convicted and the Spirit's leading you. And, 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 and the Spirit starts asking, do they see Christ, Daryl, or do they say you, see you? And I, I get more convicted, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, this is a good question that I've never pondered. And then in that moment, I started, I started pondering. And I'm not just talking about, see, it's easy to, to, to give off a certain persona or a certain image to you today. I'm not, I'm not talking about Daryl the pastor. I'm talking about Daryl the person. And, and, and sometimes there's a difference between Daryl the pastor and Daryl the person. And I'm sure we can all relate to that. Hallelujah, raise your hand. Had the extraordinary opportunity this week to fall flat on my face as I was trying to organize for the Couples Connect and I was texting a bunch of people, hey, you coming? And I'm trying to get excited. I'm trying to get more people to come. Oh, man. And it was Monday. And Mondays are hard for pastors, man. They're hard. And um, about after sending five to six texts <laughs> I, uh, from uh, various people, I realized that there wasn't a lot of people coming. And I just got really down in the dumps. And I thought I was texting my wife to to lament and to share my frustration of which is good because my wife will always put me in my place and and, and, and tell me, Daryl, grow up a bit. But I happened to text a dear friend in the church and and I I happened to text him my frustration and and thank God it was him (laughs) because he's a godly man. And he knows how to cover and he knows how to love and he sympathizes and empathizes. But I had a moment of just discovering Daryl the person. I was like, oh man, why am I so 
insecure? Why am I, why am I bothered by this? And, and I, I imagine that if I texted my wife, the Holy Spirit probably couldn't have done the work that he did in me by texting this other person. I probably just would have swept it on the rug and just been like, you know, she's my wife, she understands. But, but the fact that somebody else saw, it just wasn't enough to just, just, just be all right with it, so to speak. I, I started asking my question, man, where is the fruit of the Spirit in my life? Where is the Christ-likeness in Jesus and His grace? Use that whole situation to really, for lack of better words, expose the, the frailty of my, of my life and, and the frailty of my life in Christ. And I'm grateful for it. Embarrassed a little bit, but grateful. And, and I, I guess what I'm trying to get to, and what I, what I hope we're trying to get to as a church is Christ-likeness. I, what, I guess what I'm trying to kind of, kind of submit to us today and try to just lay out there that I hope that the bent and the aim of this church is to be like Christ. And, and, and yes, we can say amen to that right in this moment. But what is Monday gonna hold for us in the cards? What's gonna come then when I have that bad day and I'm realizing I'm frustrated and somebody else now sees a text of me airing that frustration. What is it gonna be like? Am I gonna, in that moment, choose to surrender and submit my heart and life to Christ? Or will I vent and complain? And I don't know. I think life as a Christian is far more about the Mondays through Saturdays than it is the Sundays. Everything that happens throughout the week, right? That's what it's about. This is just kind of like the overflow of everything that occurred within that week is if our hearts bent towards being like Christ or, or being like the world. Complaining or, or giving thanks. I don't know, I just, I felt like that whole exchange uh, on the text that day was the Holy Spirit's careful, watchful eyes saying, ah, Daryl. You didn't send that text to your wife. It was helpful. I want more of it. Because in that moment, through that exchange, might seem rather insignificant to you and some of the parties that were involved, but I, I sat on my bed as I, I realized I texted the wrong person. I felt the Holy Spirit. <laughs> just lovingly convict me. And I felt something immediately change in my heart. I, I just remember um, in, in my bed giving thanks for that whole exchange. It was humbling, but it was needed and necessary. And I, I pray for us that we would have many experiences like that, many experiences to become more Christ-like, many experiences to bear more of the fruit of the Spirit so that when others see us, they say, oh, there's something different about that person. They're, they're, I don't know what it is. Maybe it, it, it's not gonna be like the case it is here in Acts chapter three and four, where, where they know these guys have been with Jesus. Maybe it's just somebody looking at your life. They're like, what is different about that person? That's what I'm after, and that's what I pray we're after. Worship team, if you could come back up. So 
this is what I want us to do. This is where it's going to take group participation. We're going to sing a little bit more to Jesus and and we're going to press into that because this is more than just you getting something into your head today, some kind of information into your head. This is about a transformational work that the Holy Spirit wants to get into your heart. Are are you tracking with me? And and so we're just going to, we're just going to give a little time to the person, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, to do that transformative work in us. So if you would stand to your feet. If this is uncomfortable, I understand. If you gotta go, go ahead. I understand this is not like, you know, churches do church, but we're, we're, we're committed to this. We're not committed to do church like churches do church. We're committed to do church like the Holy Spirit wants us to do church. Come on. So we're, we're just gonna get lost a little bit in some, into some songs, into some singing, glorifying the name of Jesus. And what I want is for all of us together as a church to press into this moment. Like, like we're not at a rock concert, although it feels like that sometime, right? Because of the levels and the, the style of music. This is a group participation sport. This, this is all of us singing and worshiping and praising the name of Jesus together. So we're going to do that. And um, we're just going to trust the Holy Spirit. The doors are not locked. Um, You're free to go at any point. But we're going to stay here and just sing some songs to our God.